coming. We apologize for that. That's, <laughs> That's the so official cool. fan reaction to the last 24 hours, uh, Raiders Nation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So those, yeah, if you couldn't tell, that was booing. It sounded to me sort of like like a like a bunch of cats like locked in a kennel <laughs> or something like that. But those are just the spirits that live in my attic. Yeah. <laughs> They're mad yeah, too. So, so uh, yeah, it's uh, so we're recording on the evening of uh, December twelfth, um, one uh, almost twenty four hours after we, um, you know, saw the the via Twitter, you know, the cascade of tweets about us uh, not getting Anthony Rendon, and then uh, later this morning seeing that uh, they are also out on Donaldson just because that costs money and resources. So uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a full on Angry Dome podcast. Straight from the Rendon stuff to ownership stuff to, I'll probably end up complaining about the jerseys too at some point. If oh, we, we definitely need to do that. Run long enough. Oh, I'm in gosh. a great mood. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm ready to well. go. I got a big smile on my face. Got a lot of non-alcohol in my hands. You got to share what you're taking. Hey, no. so what is what's it like being a fan of the anything but <laughs> the Rangers? That's <laughs> uh, pretty good. <laughs> Uh, my other fandoms are going well. The, the yeah. Mavs haven't played in like three days, so you know they could have disappointed me at any point. They're in Mexico City today. Alabama's playing against Michigan in a bowl game, and if you told Michigan fans ahead of the season, they'd be real excited. <laughs> <laughs> but if you told Alabama fans, they would have been right. Oh well. Yeah, it's been okay. well, and it's been so, a rough forty-eight yeah. hours yeah, in some ways it. because. I mean, where do we start? Uh, uniform designs. Some of them are great. Love the baby blues. So happy that it's going to be a regular thing. Should probably be wearing it more than once a week. Yes, I agree. And I specifically love the pants. The baby the blue pants, pants are so good. Are, they're they're cool. I mean, like they're really. They're, I would I would prefer gray pants. No, like, I would like, go all the way. I I wouldn't mind if they wear white pants with that, but the fact that they had they committed to it fully, I think, is mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's about well, that and the, the the piping on the sleeves. I think mm-hmm. is really sharp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you mix else, and match, so if you keep the jersey, but also add in every once in a while, you wear it with grays, you wear it with whites. I'm fine with that. But you have to have like the option to go full bore. Otherwise, you're mm-hmm. just not going all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the someone drag them for looking the like franchise. pajamas. It's like, have you ever I, seen I, a baseball uniform? They're all wearing yeah. pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea. <laughs> Yeah, so so with the blue uniforms, uh, it's the one thing in the franchise where we will not go half measures on. Uh, everything else, you know, just scrape by and and whatever is. You're talking about that red thing. hat, aren't you? Oh my gosh, I was talking about the financial decisions and the investments <laughs> of the team. Well, how about okay, the price of the jerseys? That but... <laughs> that needs to be discussed. Yeah, what was the number? Fifty dollars for a jersey. Oh gosh, yeah, what the heck? Four hundred and fifty. They tripled overnight. <laughs> Now, is that just like a weird – is it still that bad right now? I haven't gone back to look. I've been too scared. It probably yeah, I is. I, th- I think that it's because they it's an authentic jersey, right? Those are always more expensive. Those are always like $250, $300. If you you want, can't like, see the hand gesture Adrian I'm Beltre's. making right now, but you can guess yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's <laughs> awful, and like I have never owned a, a an authentic jersey. I don't know anybody who has, right? But there is a difference in terms of like the material a little bit and like some of the patches that are on it and like the way that the stitching is done or whatever. Like it looks better, right? Because it's what the pros wear. If you want like a button up jersey with Gallo on the back, it is cheaper. And they don't have the cheaper option on the site. That being said, they can just go F off, right? Because four hundred fifty dollars for a jersey, you gotta be yeah. out of your 
freaking mind. 335 for uh, the baby blue. The light blue alternate right now with you know nothing on it, right? So that's yeah. cool. Merry Christmas, Raiders fans. Hey, free shipping though. So <laughs> what a I'll deal. Get two. <laughs> what a deal. Um yeah, I know there was a lot of dragging on the is it Fridays is gonna be the red? Yes. With the, yeah. the hat. I kind of liked some parts of it at first, and then the more I thought about it, the more I realized, no, it actually sucks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I so, like the idea so, of doing something different. I just don't think that this was a good idea to do different with. And where they put the little star location, I think historically they've tried to put it more or less on DFW when they've used it as the spring training hat. But it's in uh, San Angelo, I believe. Yeah, that one is nowhere. It's a, apparently Arlington is in southwest Texas now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That classic place we all know and love. Yes. Uh, the beautiful part I don't of Texas. Under, I don't understand why why they they. Uh, I could. Uh, <laughs> I, I want so the sheriff's thoughts. badge, the like but, motif that was used for the '96 All Star Game with the like Texas Ranger oh, like star awesome. badge. I yeah, want I that to that come logo. back in some way. I, I like love that. that. And you know, if you're gonna do a state of Texas outline with using the T, just do TR Texas Rangers. Like, why do you have? I think to, that's what it usually is. Right, that's what it usually is. But why, why for these Friday jerseys and then the spring training jerseys, you you put an X in them, right? Because you want it's a nod to, to know, postal carriers. It really you is want people to know that X out Houston, the the the, <laughs> the jersey that says Texas on it, right, and the hat that's got an outline of the state on it. In case you were confused, we're going to put an X after the T. That way, you know our postal code TX. We are real Texans. We're rooting, tooting, you know. <laughs> Everyone's favorite that. thing about Texas. We've got the United States Postal Service. We've got that, you know, I don't even know what you want I've to call it. I've got a hat it. the size of all, all that BS, like, about Texas identity, you know, true to our roots, you know, that pioneer spirit, you know, with, with uh, you know, the, that where we f- our identity feeds from the Lone Star State and the Cowboys and their ranch hands who were, you know, brave warriors. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just put it R. Just put Texas Rangers, okay? Like, <laughs> stop. Why do you have to... Just Like, what are we going to have? I mean, we already had Whataburger Night, right, this last year, you know, because we're so proud of our, you know, expensive burger chain, right, that you can't careful uh, no yeah no no whataburger is very overrated oh whoa <laughs> what hayden's having a really rough week guys oh my god i'm, I'm just calling out that. i'm just speaking truth okay i'm on it i am on a warpath wow. speaking truth okay if you want if you want to pay seven dollars for a pretty darn good burger go to whataburger if you want to pay two dollars for a pretty darn good burger go to wendy's right come on now Anyways, let's let's the the fact that Whataburger has found a way to co-op Texas pride and Lone Star State and our own identity into some kind of financial gain and our own identity when it comes to fast food is a crime. But I digress. They need to get rid of these. Hey, I didn't realize you were they need to get rid of these office. TX hats. They need to get rid of these TX hats because they look like you could pick them up at a flea market or at a gas station. You know, when you're driving into the stadium and you're stuck That's on I-30 for five hours because there's no mass transit to get to the freaking stadium. 
right? Some of and you're in your in, your, in, your, in standstill traffic, and you look over out your window, and you look over at the Texaco, you know, up the hill there, and you see some people like hawking some some uh, you know uh, blankets and and other knickknacks that are awful, right? You can pick yourself up an authentic Friday night Texas Rangers hat. They need to get rid of these things. We need to treat them the exact same way that we treated those two tone helmets from the Chris Davis era, right? In 2010. I think it was 2009 maybe those things were the worst thing i'd ever seen until i saw the mavs uh city jerseys which Oof. were the worst thing i'd seen until i'd seen this texas hat well you know where, where they went wrong <sighs> here's where i think they went wrong with that that particular jersey and hat they spent as much on marketing to 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 know what would play well with their audience as they spent at the top end of the free agent market this winter in other words, Ow. zero. zero. What are we doing here, man? We're building a freaking. We're we're trying to build a, a a tropical resort in the middle of Arlington, right? With this this hotel and this this like the spa area or whatever, right? With a multi-purpose stadium that's got turf all in it, so you can host Green Day over the summer, and and George Strait or whoever. And Def Leppard. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Big deal, like. Yet now Joey Gallo's knees are going to hurt, and he's not going to re-sign with us. Yay. Maybe, but maybe about the hats. I'm uh, so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad. Uh, <sighs> well, I think that what we need is a nice cool-down period for Hayden. And so let's talk about the Rangers trading Nomar Mazzara. Yes. Oh, Did anybody forget that that, that happened? I've mostly just been mad. <laughs> But two days ago, Texas <laughs> traded Nomar Mazzara um, about 15 minutes after the Yankees signed Garrett Cole to the richest pitcher contract in history. Yeah. Uh, which is nuts. But, I mean, it's the Yankees. They can afford it. They're not, they ain't scared. They ain't scared. Yeah. Also, Garrett Cole is likely I'd, to be pretty I'd good like for say, the first years. Yeah. For him, from here on out, I'd like to say, like, every every team can afford it. Right. Every team can have one guy who's making $35 million a year. The trick is you have to have enough you know, good players coming up off the farm or you have to be real good at making some trades no, no, here no, or there. No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there is no salary cap in this league. Oh, yeah. And oil tycoons can afford it. Now, that being said, even though it's I don't care, it's not my money, I'm that, I'm that kind of fan, right? Uh, yeah, I don't want any part of that nine-year, $324 million contract. That's good for him. Good for him. That's, I mean, that makes A Rod's contract look like he was, you know, no more Mazzara. I don't know, like <laughs> the replacement level. Yeah, like, it's it pretty bonkers. Insane. But insane if there's any team that can just that can write off that kind of risk, it's the Yankees. Um, of course it is. It does some fun things for the market when you've got the the big bad empire doing crazy stuff. Kind of does. Um, yeah. That team is going to be absurdly stacked next year. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be fun when they lose in the divisional round. Yeah. Yes. Womp womp. Uh, but yeah, so roughly, like roughly 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes after the Garrett mm-hmm. Cole announcement absolutely annihilated my Twitter feed, the Rangers very quietly traded Nomar Mazar to the Chicago White Sox uh, for Steel Walker. 80 grade name. Yeah, a name. fantastic name. Uh, I have seen so many Steel Walker Texas Ranger comments that I don't know what to do with that anymore. I can't tell if it's if it's circled back around to once again being funny and cool. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's low-hanging fruit, but hey, man, what's wrong with the low-hanging fruit? Like, fruit's just as good as the high fruits. I mean, I knew, right I knew we weren't going to get a lot from Noir. I, I get it. Yep. He's, yep. he's, you know, 
couldn't even get his WRC plus up to 100. You know, just below replacement level. I get it, but the comps, you know, at least you wanted something you can hope on. Mm-hmm. And, and the comps I'm seeing are like David Murphy. I mean, oh, you know, I think David Murphy is optimistic. I think that is optimistic for Steelwalker. But th- that's not that great. I mean, no. that's a guy that was best served in a platoon yes. situation. I think that not it's particularly interesting fast. that Nomar Mazzara is being traded for a guy who's um, not like wildly silly. optimistic, but likely outcome is about as valuable as Nomar Mazzara. He's going to be a better defender, but maybe a slightly worse hitter, um, oh, which is not great. But but there were only two years left unless the the White Sox do the smart thing, the obvious thing, and just option him for like two weeks. Could have done that at some point, Texas. Yeah. Would have had three years on it. Yeah. Uh, maybe they teach him how to hit the ball up as opposed to straight the hell down. And he turns into the guy that everyone's hoping he would be for the last, what, eight years? He suddenly was 16. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. It, the, the thing is, is that, you know what? Like, even even though Steel Walker, you know, he's, what, in high A right now is, is his highest level. He'll, he'll be in double A. He's right, going to report to Frisco, though. Yeah, so, that. I mean, yeah. But all all things considered, like he's a low level prospect. Like you're not mm-hmm. really counting on him to. He should slot in about fifteenth in the yeah. the Rangers or rankings. I think MLB yeah. is going to have him like thirteen to sixteen. Yeah, um, but let me tell you what this does. Yeah. Big picture is now we don't have the quote unquote uh, log veteran logjam bullcrap of we got to play Nomar. We got to bat him third every game because he's an yeah. RBI guy. Really what we yeah, did is we, we turned Nomar Mazzara into a full season of Willie Calhoun. And that's good. Exactly. Exactly. And you kick the can one, one year down on left-handed hitters, but then you won't be having to worry about Shinsu Chu as much. Um, exactly. Walker is of course left-handed. So if he is a guy who's part of the big league pitcher in 2021, you're less concerned about it. Right. So if you exactly. want something to be excited about, I uh, just went back and glanced at the uh, 2019 stats after the, the Nomar trade. Because I was like, how was Willie in comparison to Nomar? Nomar Willie had, Riggs. we know, 19 home runs last year. One short of his was his three-year run of 20 home mm-hmm. runs on the dot. And Calhoun, in almost exactly half the number of at-bats, had 21 home runs. So... Hmm. Get ready for 42 home run <laughs> Willie Calhoun in 2020. I want a whole season of Willie. Yeah, that'd be fun. And it's not like Willie Calhoun is that much worse a defender than Nomar was. Nomar had no. a huge arm, but he was otherwise not particularly good out there. No. So he looked, he looked like big, Bigfoot lumbering across right field. And Gallo is a, a clearly superior right fielder, and yes. now he gets to play the position that a bunch He's of folks kind of right thought field. he would play for a long time. So he gets to be your everyday right fielder. Texas has to do something about center field. I mean, I've been a big-time fan of Delano DeShields for a very long time, but he's simply not a guy you want to have out there if you're pretending your team is a 500-caliber or wild-card caliber team. I mean, at this point, I think that the best you can hope for is that Leody, he gets he gets the call-up in July or August, that he continues to advance, and they say, okay, we're ready for this experiment. I, I wouldn't mind it. Especially since we're not going to contend in 2020, why the I hell not? Right. Yeah. Why the hell not? Because you got to figure out something about him at some point, mm-hmm. and it kind of leads me to another point. It just and all the crap that's gone on the last 24 hours, and another thing that makes me angry is the fact that 
here we are just burning another year of Joey Gallo, just a worthless off season of just reclamation projects. And Ooh, this guy, he's been averaged his whole career, but he looked pretty good in the second half after the all-star break this last year. So let's see he's if we got get it some figured hidden, out. Yeah. Let's get some hidden value. He's, he's going to be Cy Young. So you know what, you know what mm-hmm. value is value is, is, is for the dollar and who does the dollar matter to, but Bob Simpson and what's his name? Ray the Davis. Billionaire. Ray Davis. And, and it, My goodness. The I don't thing care that about frustrating value. me care about is that wins. this is the third winner in a row that we're doing this. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and what do we have to show for it? Guys, I'm going to sit back and let you list out all the surefire can't-miss future All-Stars that are playing for the Rangers and the Miners right now. Right. I mean, that was what I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about is that— None. We you, have none. The reason that you sign a guy like Rendon is that there's nobody sitting in the Rangers farm who you can none. sit there and be like, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable saying that guy is going to make three all-star games. There's, there's guys you can guy, dream on for sure. There's not some a dudes guy are really fun. In, in their entire organization, the minors that doesn't have holes in his game mm-hmm. and pretty glaring ones most of the time. Oh, this guy, well, he, he, uh, he, he seems to have a lot of power in, in, um, when when he's doing BP, it just doesn't show up in game time. Well, that's a really big problem. Mm-hmm. It just there's no one. There's not a. There's not a. Um, the Rangers' highest upside arm has a there's, horrific delivery and looks like a reliever. Their next highest upside arm absolutely sucked in his first year as a pro. But he's a kid. You know, there's big excuses. It's easy to say why Cole Wynn was bad, or their next best pitcher is like five eight. It's, it's like. It just kind of keeps going. There's nobody in that farm. The Rangers haven't picked up a guy on the international market or in the draft the last couple of years you can really point to and say, you know, we are waiting for the the Josh Young era. Josh Young looks like a really good and interesting prospect, but he's he's not a consensus, you know, top 50, top 25 guy. And the Texas Rangers have that guy on their team right now as Joey Gallo. And, well, are, are we expecting the Rangers to somehow bottle that lightning again that they got with Mike Miner and Lance Lynn. I mean, those are, those may be the two best pitching performances that we will like ever see from a Rangers team. And Texas missed the playoffs by a thousand games and didn't do any, has not yet done anything in the off season after that. So you're just assuming they're going to suck again next year, I guess. Of course. They otherwise, why are we going to spend the money? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you have to go into this offseason assuming that Miner and Lynn are going to be good. Not necessarily superstars, but you have to hope that they're going to be good pitchers and then move from there. But they're clearly going in this expecting them to fall apart, which I think raises a lot of questions about why we should be interested in, excited in, proud of signing this year's versions in Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles. Like, yeah. The absolute upside is that we did it right again. But you clearly don't believe enough in the ones you already did that with. To uh, it's, like, you're just misplacing risk constantly. We're just sort of kicking cans around, hoping that nobody really notices that we're not trying very hard. So let's go ahead and get to the 500-pound gorilla that's in the room, Anthony Rendon. Uh, I was filled with so much anger. Seven years. Yep. Yep. That's fun. They told us that they were going to be players at the top end of the free agent market. We were told that. For years. JD said it. For years. The, no, the, especially this winter. Especially this winter, but it's always been like, hey, you guys, sorry about you know the 2018 offseason, but you know 
rest assured, this ownership group is willing to spend going into that new stadium. You and know, that's a finger big guns. Shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. I uh, missed it, it by a, a, at least one guaranteed year. I know there was a, a vesting option, but in forty-five uh, million dollars, that's all. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like fifty million, isn't it? Yeah, fifty. Something like that. Whatever. I think I think Grant I mean, like, said that the final one was six one ninety-five with a vesting yep. option. So you missed by two and a half million dollars per year and an entire year, which is uh, not great. And the and the tax difference is not nearly not enough to make that up. That's yeah, not being a player. That's, especially that's a with, poser. Yeah, and a note about the, about the tax thing is that if if people don't know, is that Texas doesn't have a state income tax. Yes, but the income tax argument only applies to games that are played. It, you, you get you get tax based off of where you play your games. Yeah, it's so the home games Rangers in play, Houston. Right. So when the Rangers play, you know, against the Angels in Los Angeles they have to pay Los Angeles income tax. So that doesn't matter. So, I mean, it's a, it's a marginal thing, right? It's not, oh, man, like he's, he could have made $45, $45 million more dollars just by playing in Texas and not giving it to the government. It, it's not that mm-hmm. drastic. Yeah, it's not, I think it's like a Texas or California's income tax is like over 12%, and then there's an extra charge on people who are making a million dollars or whatever. But the difference is not a full 13%. It's, it is less than that. Yeah. So, and even a player who's placed in, like, who's based in LA, like Rendon now is, hooray! You know, he's not going to be paying income tax in the games he plays at Texas and Houston, and he's going to be paying less income tax when they play, you know, the Royals or or whoever else. So, I'm glad it, he doesn't have to pay income tax in those games where he's going to be hitting tape measure bombs at our new lovely tin can field. Yeah, I hope yeah, all that cash goes yeah. straight to him. Yay! <laughs> well, and another one that. It's hard to like really. I don't know. I want to be careful of not just doing the afraid of big bad Boris thing. Um, but we've known for a while that players like the big number. Uh, you know, an accountant is not going to waltz into the boardroom and say, "Well, Anthony, um, excuse me, but actually, if you sign with Texas, you're marginal and like that's not going to work. That's not how this works at all." Guys like that big number up front. But Scott Boris gets paid based off of the total value of the contract he signs as well. So even if his client is taking home a little bit more money. Uh, there is at least some inclination that if he's looking, if he's measuring similar contracts or players, we know that Boris has more of an influence on his clients than any other agents do. Of course he does. He has a vested interest in his client getting the most money, not just because his client gets the most money, but that's also his job. Like Scott Boris did not become a sports agent because out of the goodness of his heart. You know, he's not doing this because he really loves the Anthony Rendones of the world and wants to scrape an extra 250 K for him. That's how he pays his company. He's got like a thousand people who work for him, running his camps and his offices and doing all his phone calls and stuff. This is how these are these guys make their money. Um, He's not going to buy some accountant from Arlington's extra argument about scraping a few extra percentage points here and there when he just made an extra fifty million dollars that he's taken his five percent cut out of. That matters, and that's going to be a part of his argument with his clients when they're sitting down at their camp. Like this is more money. Like that's that matters. You can do the AAV argument. You could talk about the vesting option being that seventh year, but at the end of the day, Texas did come in a full guaranteed year short and about $50 million guaranteed money short. And that clearly mattered. I don't think it was an un, you know, an unsporting attempt. Texas clearly was playing. They didn't offer him like a three-year deal. It was something laughable. But they either... It wasn't competitive. It, no, it, it was not competitive. I don't think it was particularly competitive. So, it, and, and this gets into that, like, 
what is a contending team versus a competitive team? Yeah, that was an offer. Could he have taken a six-year vesting option with a little bit less AAV? Sure, but there was a better offer available. So Texas either misread the market by... There's no way he was going to take that contract. No, not no with way. either options. options he, had. Yeah, he turned down 7 to 10 with yeah, weird exactly. deferrals from, than that. From the team that he, that he grew up with, that he's known for his whole life, I'm sure he lives there, you know, and won a World Series with, right? He turned that down, and the Rangers go, cool, how about I give you less money and less years because mm-hmm. again texas right you, you're a texas guy yeah who cares who cares you got that how many guys came home this anthony, so far anthony i just look at you and i see that i see that stare that lone star stare <laughs> here you go again <laughs> you gotta come back home you know you gotta go home back home where the my for the booing home. sound like oh my gosh can you just spare me okay yeah, please don't play the booing sound. <laughs> Dang it, I was reaching for it. No. Oh, well. Yeah, so, so, so Rendon's off the board to a division rival that, honestly, I have found to be pretty toothless since the last, in the last like, five years, which at least he didn't go to the Astros, I guess. Like, whatever, I don't know. But it really stinks because we should have him. We, we really should. We don't have a third baseman. We don't have a third baseman in the system you know, within the next three years. And the thing with prospects is that there's no such thing as a prospect, really, unless you're Vladimir Guerrero's offspring. So, yeah, you know, I, I can see the argument of, of, like, well, you know, we got young and we have Apostle. And honestly, hopefully in, within two years, they're starting at third base. One of them is starting at third base for the Rangers, right? Yeah, but, I think the, the hope there is not that you're getting a, a seven-win Anthony Rendon out of Josh Young. It's right. that, like, Hey, Texas found a you know a two win a, a major league quality third baseman, who like because 20, we live in the twenty right. first century, we're all about cost control. So it's like, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. third base is settled. This kid's good. You know, we, we don't need him to be an all star, but we need him to cost five hundred thousand dollars a year and not thirty five million dollars a year. Great. Right. And, so and, who is and, your superstar player? Like, where are you getting exactly, one? exactly? And 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 we have seen year after year after year with this ownership group a a complete refusal to engage on that level of things. And I think that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy to a degree. You know, you have, would Anthony Rendon make the Rangers legitimate World Series contenders in 2020? No. Not by himself. Not, unless, not, not by himself. Not unless there are other commiserate moves to address catching center field. And honestly, the pitching could always be better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you're you're just hoping that Solak is is legit, right? Second plate, second second base, and that Odor is hasn't you know completely succumbed to father time. Then you you look at that and you go, okay, let's let's try to win the division, right? So I, I get I understand not wanting to give thirty five million dollars just to have fun and watch some guy be really good at third base while you win eighty games. But the thing is, is that that's why you have a long term contract. You're you not signing six more tries. One you have six more tries with him. You don't sign him because the twenty twenty team looks like it's eh, you know it's just not quite there. You sign him because you trust what you what you're doing system wide, so that in twenty twenty three Rendon wins another World Series MVP. I don't think actually I don't think he won the one with Nationals right. The, he but you know. I'm saying is that he carries you to a ring you know four years from now because I mean tell me why do you poach the assistant GM from the Cubs who were one of the most progressive franchises in the game and won a World Series in 2016 why do you you know fire all of your minor league coaching staff you know because not because they're in, inept or because they're inadequate or because they're doing a bad job but because you need to get 
new blood in there and a new message in there that one that you're, you're going to believe in why are we you know have this contract with uh driveline baseball why do we have you know a complete overhaul with with the kind of players that we're we're we're, we're drafting and signing you know guys that are hit hit first rather than athletes why are we do, like reforming everything to make the team robust in like a a a you know some kind of factory of winning right looking towards 2022 2023 and etc when you have like Yuri Rodriguez and I don't know Owen White and Joe Palumbo and Classe and Ronnie Henriquez and and all these other guys right and and Young and Apostle you're going to you're basically spitting on your own process by saying we're just going to count on these young guys like I don't know what's going to happen in 2023 like they're going to get here and like They'll probably be good because we're, we're we're really working hard and trying to be progressive and and make these young guys really really good. But when they get up here, are they going to be able to win a World Series on their own? No, they're going to wish that they had a franchise cornerstone third baseman, you know, batting third every game. Oh well, we didn't have that because we weren't thinking that far ahead. We didn't think that you guys would actually pan out and where you know this player would be needed. You know, what what, what are we like that? That, that's that's the way that I'm seeing this, and I don't think that it's irrational. I mean, obviously, I'm like emotional and angry about it, but I think that it's a way of like, you know, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. If you never, if you can't visualize the success that you're building for now, you know, and and you're not supplementing that, then you're not, then you're never going to achieve it. You want a depressing comparison? Look back yes. at the last time the Rangers were about to open a new stadium, 1993. That winter, what happened? They lost Palmero, the guy who the new ballpark was built for. I mean, the home run porch was tailor-made for Rafael Palmero. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? They say, oh, well, we're not really ready to contend, so we're just going to maintain status quo. No. They went out and they got the best guy that they could find, which was Will Clark. Even though they finished 10 games under five hundred in 94, two years later, they were in the playoffs for the first time ever. And then went on a run of making the playoffs three out of the next four years. You you have to grab the reins. You you just can't flail around and go. Oh, we're not ready. We're not ready. Well, you've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You got to build with something. Yeah, I, and maybe and you, you, you know you, we can put on our, our Rangers tinted glasses and say, yeah, well, Texas does. Uh, I guess we're going to save money, which is the thing that that kicks ass in 2020, no. and we're going to get development <laughs> on the farm, and then we'll sign Mookie Betts next offseason. But well, at least ownership has shown that the money they save, they'll they'll use for future years. Yeah, us and not spending the last two years so we could spend all that money on a superstar third baseman. Uh, wait, shit. Yeah. Yeah, us spending saving money the last yeah. three years so we could spend money on a superstar that right would have covered half of his contract right there. Wow, the money wow. they've saved on payroll the last three years. Yeah, and uh, yes, and I, I don't understand why the payroll keeps decreasing. They 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 use like literally they have public money. Five hundred million dollars. Mike, this is on you. This is all your fault, Mike. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But I mean, like, I mean, I mean, really, it's it's also why (laughs) I'm more rational today. But it's also why don't think I didn't have thoughts of going. That new park is only a mile and a half from my house. All needs a a can of gasoline and some matches. I was gonna go like you know egg it or something, but hey, you know yeah, just egg. It. Well, just get like a get like a ratchet and just like loosen up some stuff. <laughs> Look at that roof. Oh, they were so congratulatory to themselves too. They they played. They kept putting out video of the roof closing. It's like yeah, the half billion dollar toy does what it's supposed to do. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Hope it's ready it's... in four months. I. Uh... 
Man, oh, it, it, it's really depressing. It, I mean, get because, it out. because I think this is the I think this is the nail in the coffin as far as what we're going to accomplish with this ownership group. I think that if you are playing the fiscal Olympics and you want to see which team can you know get the best bang for their buck, yeah, look at Mike Miner, look at look at Lance Lynn, right? Those are great contracts. I mean, you love those. But if, I mean, it, yeah, they, if you're not they going, bottled lightning you, and what they do with it, they didn't trade Mike Miner. Exactly. At this point, they, they need to. If, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, and possibly, I mean, you know, the off season's not over yet, but it might as well be. That's what I was saying to Mike before uh, before you hopped in the lobby here. Is that if you're not going to play at Rendon and Donaldson levels, there's no other free agents that are available right now. They got to make this team into a contender. Yeah, you can yeah. get guys I like. I like Castellanos. He's a good hitter. I like Marcelo Zuna. There's a couple other players out there who I like and who would be a good addition just because they're good at baseball. But uh, they don't, quote-unquote, make financial sense for Texas right now, so why bother spending money on them? Okay, so you're saying that you don't want to spend money. Trade Mike Miner. Find somebody who wants yep. uh, an, in theory, well-above-average left-handed starting pitcher and then go get one of those prospects that you hope either will turn into a superstar player or is yet another cost-controlled major league starter. Like, go holler at the Braves and see – what they're doing with our million and six pitchers who might not ever actually be major league quality starters. Holler at them. Mm-hmm. I know the Mets have apparently been playing around. Don't take any Mets prospects. That seems like a bad idea. Don't, don't do that. Actually, trade with the Mets. The Mets are horrific, so they'll give you something probably really good. Go talk to the Mets. Right before Garrett Cole got traded up there, it's like, man, holler at those Yankees. <laughs> they're trying to get rid of like Jay Happ, and they've got prospects to spend because they got money. So mm-hmm. find somebody who wants a cheap starting pitcher. The Red Sox want to save oh, money somehow. Gosh, we were made. We made like sizable <laughs> steps this last off season or this last season. We weren't. We weren't knocking on the door. But man, you go. Let's spend the money that was was promised, right? Let's mm-hmm. get a Rendon. Let's get a. I mean, Strasburg would have been insane, right? I mean, but but you know why not? Why not be players in this? You know and. We're just not going. Like we are it, it, the front office, or it's not even the front office. Because I think that if you, you don't even have to read too far in between the lines with what JD has said today about how you know unfortunate it is that we are in this position. Um, it's it's squarely on the ownership group is is my takeaway. Oh, yeah. And and you know if the people who pull the purse strings don't want to open it up, if they're going to clutch their pearls over Anthony Rendon getting two hundred million dollars, you know then. Then we're not selling the like, damn team. I mean, there, you have a problem at that point between winning. ownership and the front office about their sort of player evaluation stuff. Either ownership is rejecting. I don't rejecting, care what Bob Simpson thinks about player development. Just right. sign the checks. So if he's not and, willing to sign off, you know, if they're not willing to, to trust the front office to identify talent and acquire it, well, like, what are we doing here? Exactly. At this point, we're talking about potentially utterly wasting the best one-two pitching punch that the Rangers have ever had as an organization. Yeah. What they got last year from Lynn and Miner. So you're either you're either not going to add top end talent and say, look, we were right about these two guys. Trust us, we're going to be right about Anthony Rendon or Josh Donaldson or whatever. Yeah, maybe the front office thinks these guys suck. Um, I don't really know what to do about that. I mean, maybe they're seeing stuff that we as fans are not about their aging curves or some crap. <laughs> sure, but we can play that game infinitely. They were right about some of these guys. They've got some other parts that are there. Either trust them to make good decisions, to spend your money to make a good baseball team, or what are we doing? Sell. They need. They need to start trading. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I mean. Are we? Are we? Are we really? Is is the goal for the? Do the? I would love to. I mean. Why? Why are they? The ownership. 
they're they're so unreachable. They're so unaccessible. They're so unpublic, which really upsets me. But I mean, like, is th- what is their goal? Like, what do they find to be a successful mm-hmm. running of the team? I would actually legitimately love to know, and that's not me just being, being well maximizing sales. This twenty twenty is going to be a doing. great season. They got they got their like, free brand new air conditioned stadium. They're going to get good yeah. attendance because people are going to come to the dang thing just because it's air conditioned yeah. in July. I mean, you're going to turn off savvy fans. So like the mics, guys who go to a bunch of games, but also really follow what's going on pretty closely. A lot of y'all are probably not going to go to as many games next year because you're going to be mad about what your money's been buying. But a, I'm going to one. Yeah. I'm going to opening day, and that is it. A lot of folks, though, who are um, – and not, not to denigrate casual followers. I mean, I'm a fairly casual follower of a bunch of sports teams. It's fine. It's fun. I like watching the Mavs, but I don't know a damn thing about like NBA contract situation. I don't know what like a super max is. I don't – whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, a lot of guys are going to say, well, the Rangers, they didn't sign any big free agents, but they never do. Uh, they had some good pitchers last year. This Gallo kid's fun. And, hey, it's air-conditioned. They're going to get tons of yeah. turnout. So they're going to have a good profit. That's fine. They're going to make money. But, yeah. I, so, so, you don't know anything about the uh, NBA contracts? If, if, if I want to get you more depressed, um, <laughs> mid-level players make $25 million a year there. Roll Tide. Man, but that was a long time coming, though. That they, The players took – complete control of the league and it's yeah. a couple of years ago it's crazy we should talk about yeah. something uplifting like the dallas cowboys playoff yeah, anyway um <laughs> <laughs> i just hosted the Man. world's saddest monday night football party it was me how about one eagle stars coach year. jim montgomery oh boy oh boy it's been a great week for dfw sports because really the maps has. haven't played since like saturday so we've had n- n- the one good thing hasn't even happened so it means that Doncic is going to break his ankle tonight. Uh, this is going to be it's real bad when this episode comes out tomorrow morning and people are like logging their Twitter to see Doncic's injury. Then here's there's Mike just predicting it. It's going <laughs> to <Yeah>. suck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Come at me. Full angry dome. Bring it. Yeah, I, I will consider this offseason not to be a complete just waste of my time uh, if Texas makes some, some trades, like sells off some parts and gets a couple people couple people back like you got to find somebody who wants to get what mike minor has done for the last two and a half years if you can't find someone who's willing to pay for that um i think you have to ask serious questions about how your front office approaches valuation of players like if you can't find somebody who values one of the better pitchers in the game for the last couple of years at a similar way to you um maybe you're the crazy $10 ones million. you know like you know what i wish would happen i wish that jd would get so fed up that he just ups and quits that's that's the reality check this ownership group needs. No, it doesn't matter, man. None of this matters. Like none of the baseball wins and losses operation matters. It does not matter. What matters is that they make more money. Is that they they charge people like twenty five bucks, thirty bucks to park, you know, a night and, and block any efforts of of uh, public transit so they can make you know tens of thousands of dollars a night, right? That they can make money off of uh, the TV rights and all that kind of stuff. They took $500 million right of the public money. Like, that's all that matters. They don't care if J.D. leaves and the Rangers win 70 games a season rather than 80 games a season. Like, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, that's, that, that's like the most depressing takeaway from this is that it doesn't matter. You're right. I... I, I uh, so it, it, I, it's actually like like really shocking, I guess, uh, uh, to to be sitting here and and I don't I don't know, you know maybe some good things happened and 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 
the Rangers, you know, end up pulling themselves out and, and things end up well. But we're really not constructing an environment to where good things will happen. You know, we're going we're gonna to waste Miner. And if, if not, then you trade him, right? Like, if you trade Miner, then then what are you hoping to get for him? You're hoping to get, like, a top-flight prospect, right? I mean, well, congratulations. Just add him to the pile of, of prospects that we have coming in. Like, uh, 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 I, I, don't, I don't know. Because then, then what do you do? Then you lose 95 games in 2020 in your brand-new stadium, and you... You're back to where you were after 2017. Looks like I lost the rest of y'all. So it's a it's a very depressing direction that we're in, and I mean we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully the uh, the stadium is valuable enough, and I don't know the new jerseys are valuable enough to where you know the ownership group wants to cash out, and we get somebody in here who cares. Like you don't have to be a Mark Cuban, but I mean at least like care. Right? This is supposed to be, I don't know, just just care. You don't even have to, like, spend, like, all of your net worth on, on signing players. I mean, just baseball is fun. Baseball is a game. Like, there are millions and millions of people who love the Texas Rangers, right? If you want to win baseball games and, I don't know, sell a whole bunch of playoff merch and sell playoff tickets at $200 a pop, like, I don't know, look at it that way. Look at it that way, that if you spend $35 million on an all-star, you know, face of the franchise level player that you'll get a lot of that money back from selling parking lot tickets, parking, parking spots and, and, and playoff tickets. Like, I don't know, make it make sense that way. And then just also have fun when you're on the, you know, podium by home plate, you know, and you get the microphone in your face cause you funded it all and nobody cares about who you are, but Hey, tip of the cap to you. Like that's gotta be fun, right? That's gotta be like a top five moment in your life. Right. <sighs> Right. If you want to do that, like I don't know, go go play in the stock market or something. Go buy a go buy a buy a printer company. Go like invest in like shoelaces. Everybody needs shoelaces. Like, do do something else, man. But yeah, so 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 Max's uh, mic is turned off unfortunately somehow. So I guess we'll just sign off on this. Good night. <laughs>